I've done this long enough to know when I'm getting in trouble. So, everybody had a great day? Okay, fantastic. Is it okay if I embarrass everybody for a second? Because y'all are cool. New, uh, are a couple of our newest members, and you remembered the name. Who remembers her name? Is it Michelle? Yeah. Okay. The only reason I remember Michelle's name is because I have friends named Anthony and Michelle, and when I asked them their names right standing right here two Wednesdays ago, I stood right here, and when they told me their names, I went to People Association so that I wouldn't have to forget. Is it Anthony? Anthony and Michelle. I wouldn't have to forget Anthony and Michelle so that the next time I saw them, they would recognize our conversation meant something. Okay? So I went to People Association in my, name, in my mind, so I have friends, Anthony and Michelle. So as soon as I met them mentally, I went through, I spelled their names. This is what helps me. So I spelled Anthony. I don't know if I spelled them right, but I looked at him and in my mind, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And I placed my other friend, Michelle, on Michelle and my other friend, Anthony, on, my, on Anthony so that the next time I saw them, I would remember their names. So as soon as she started talking while I was over here, I thought, isn't that cool that Michelle met somebody? That matters. Does it matter? Yes. I'll ask our newest members here. It matters, huh? Yeah. So what she was just, the story she's just sharing, her daughter from North Carolina. What's her name? Her name's Kaylee. She's just visiting North Carolina. Oh, she's visiting, yes. just visiting North Carolina. So, but she was watching online and she, she heard the story and that was pretty cool. So she was able to be like, that was you, wasn't it, mom? So how many of you have a hard time remembering names? Be honest. Own it. Own it. Yeah, cool, cool. Brother Sleva, thank you for your honesty. Evangelism, I mean, is, is in his blood. It's what, he, it's, it's what he does. But he's honest about saying it's hard to remember names. I will tell you, I believe it's one of the Christ principles we never talk about. But it is. Since you were a child, or whenever you first started hearing about Christ, one of the things you have heard reiterated to you, to you is, he knows you by... <laughs> We never talk about it, do we? And so uh, last week, here's a pop quiz to get started. Again, these are Saturday snapshots. Uh, we do really like need a little podcast. Saturday snapshots with JC, right? This is like, uh, I feel like I would like to do this in a place where we can drink coffee. That's the only thing. Maybe we'll transition it in such a way. Uh, although I probably could not hurt the floor. I will. <clears throat> one more, one more zinger. Um, uh, anyway, so how many remember what we talked about last, last Saturday? Does anybody remember the, the topic? Did anyone take digital notes? You remember? Huh? Common ground. That's it. Lesson one was common ground. Anybody give me any highlights about common ground or, or pointers that you've picked up on or that you remember? Yep, yep, what they're wearing. You're, and, and not just so that you can comment on what they're wearing, but you're trying to, that's it, that's it. And that's really, who, someone of you, I can't tell, someone in the mask said build a bridge. It is really hard to tell who's talking in the general area. I haven't recognized that until just now. So yeah, okay, build a bridge. Um, Brother Kevin is a tremendous, I have found out, carpenter, the ability to work. But uh, I used to do deck work on the one of my hardest things right now is I walk in here in a suit and these guys are walk, working really hard 
and my whole blue collar upbringing makes me want to pull my coat off and get in there. And like he was doing caulking, what was that two days, yesterday or two days ago? And I just wanted to set, I'm like, I just want to mirror, I want to watch something because I'm miserable with caulking. I just can't get this tip down. So I'm watching, I'm watching this and, and trying to figure it out. But so on the sides, I used to do a lot of deck work, used to build decks and, and it is to build a great structure. It is one piece at a time. You know, footers matter. <laughs> it, real, it really matters. It does not matter how aesthetically beautiful it is up top. It doesn't matter how great your cuts are, your angles when you finish it out. It, you know, whether you do composite or stain, it doesn't matter. If you do, if you do stain on, on real wood, you let it get weathered. It doesn't matter how beautiful it turns out if that thing cannot be stable enough to last and endure. And this bridge that we're talking about, this relational bridge that we started with common ground, we're really dealing with some important pillars that hold the relationship up. Common ground is kind of like, uh, you know, you threw, the, you threw the shovel into the ground. You're getting it started. Before we talk about today's principle, Brother Lopez, why don't you just stand, lead us in prayer, ask God to help us. We've been in uh, out mentality. Now we're going to go to introspection, okay? Teaching. I won't take long as long as you laugh at my jokes, even if they're not funny, okay? All right, lead us in prayer. Yes, God, thank you for our time. Help our minds, our hearts to be open. Yeah, help our hearts to pick up how important this is. Strengthen our ability, oh God, to be able to go out and meet people. Yes, Lord. Help us love people like you do. Amen. So we're talking today about meeting, about meeting people. And, and this is really a principle I want to talk about with the names. And it's really connection. Um, my, my hope today is to talk about the introduction of story. Um, it's, it's really the second thing. So let's talk about tips as far as meeting someone and learning names. Since we all just agreed that that's hard, we maybe, we maybe helped set the standard for today's. Does anyone else have any tips that you... did? Let me ask this and be honest. How many of you, when I said that, like, okay, I met them, I'm spelling their name in my mind. How many of you are thinking, wow, like that's weird? <laughs> Anybody thought that, that that's over the top? How many of you thought, wow, why haven't I ever thought of that? <laughs> yeah, okay, so a bunch of you are thinking that. Um, I, want to, I want to tell you, there is this incredible brand new thing. It's, it's amazing. They're calling it the World Wide Web. It's extensive, and there's a doctor on there named Google, and if you will go to Dr. Google, you will find out that there are all kinds of memorization tips, okay? They really, they will really help you to look up and to find ways to remember people. Uh, I'm going to give you another one. Are you okay if I give you a couple of these tips, like what I do and how I do it? First of all, let me tell you why. Brother Sleva, here's why I care about learning names and why I feel so miserable when I miss. Um, I feel miserable because I know I lost a personal connection, and so I try to win it back later. Uh, I have a tendency to go overboard trying to win it back later. But here's why it means a lot to me. When I was in um, Conqueror's Camp, Senior Camp, Senior High Camp, what do you call it here? Senior High, senior high. okay. So Sister Golden, I'm in senior high camp, but I'm still very young. I'm like 16, maybe 15, 16. And Calvin Jean was preaching. And if you ever heard Calvin Jean preach, Calvin can throw down. And um, he's preaching. 
And out of nowhere, I don't know where I was or how I was doing it. Somehow I had ended up in the altar. And he looked down and he's preaching. And he called me by name, looked right at me and called me by name while he's preaching. And just kept preaching. Now, I don't know if it was on the softball field. I don't know if it was on the basketball court. I don't know if it had been over at the concession stand. I don't know where, but somewhere he took time to recognize my name and then in a session. Now, if you, if you stop now and you think through a lot of when I'm teaching especially and you think through how often I bring people from the crowd in, when by saying their name, I'm making that relational connection. It's not just a tactic. It's something that I believe in because I know I go back. I travel back to 15, 16 years old, whatever it was, and the way I felt when he knew my name. That feeling for me solidified the value of acknowledgement. Okay. Now, the next point I'm about to make is a lot deeper than it's going to feel. I believe that the root of worship is acknowledgement. I believe that the root of worship is acknowledgement. Everything we do in here, if there is any real, true, long-lasting, deep value in our worship, it is because we acknowledge who we worship. Does that make sense? How can I truly worship Him unless I acknowledge that there is no... There is no substitute for him. Does that, I want to make sure that this point makes sense because it all dovetails together. Okay, so that's the root of it all is the acknowledgement. That's how it works. So the other night I'm sitting at the uh, graduation banquet, which took place at the Nest, an incredible little place. Um, if you have to have a wedding or, or do something for a family member, I highly recommend it. Not just because they're members of our church, it's just really a beautiful place. I've got to sit there twice now. It's classy. So I appreciate, appreciate that. Anyway, so I'm there serving in the presidential role of a host of students that I haven't had these years with to learn their names and know them. So as they would list off the accolades, I would, in order, write down the name. They're saying, I just flipped my little ceremony thing over while everyone else is sipping on tea and drinking and chatting and doing all this. I'm putting down the name. Sometimes I'll put a little key like blonde hair, um, you know, because then if there's only a couple, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, but on this, just in order with their accolades, I write down their name. You remember between 20 and 30 percent of what you hear, you, re, you retain something like 80 plus percent of what you engage in. Engagement, that's part of what I do mentally with the engagement when I spelled Anthony and Michelle in my head. Part of what I was doing there, it's even further when you can physically take pen. And I'm sorry for those of you that type really fast or speak into your phone digitally. It's not the same level. It's great, but it's not the same level of retention. Teachers that are in here, Sister Katie's a teacher, you, so you've done some of these. Uh, you understand on the retention stats. So now me, if you ask me what do I do more, physical journaling with a pen or digital, I'm digital. I'm digital. But I do my, my deep reading and my deep retention work. You still see me, I have tons of books that are on ebooks and iBooks through Kindle. I'm a Kindle geek. But when it comes to actual physical study, the bulk of my study, it comes back to a hard book after I've dug into a digital concept because I'm getting back on paper 
for the retention. Okay? So I'm writing all their names. Then when I walked up there, I'm looking down the line. I'm speaking. Some of them were there. I had students come up to me afterwards. One of the students in particular, very sharp young man, extremely observant. He said, uh, how do you know so many names? <laughs> like that was kind of, you know, he, I could tell what he's wondering. Are, am I like autistic? Do I have a special power? What was my memorization uh, skill? But you know what I have found? Um, it, it's okay if you strive to be intentional. It's being intentional, all right? So last week we did, we talked about this common ground. Today I'm talking to you about a very basic principle of learning names, but here's why. Learning names for the goal of having your story ready, okay? Your story. I had someone tell me, this wasn't very long ago, people were sharing testimonies and they were like, I don't really have a testimony, I was raised in church. And I, okay, so I'm, I'm slightly bold, but I, I cut them off. I didn't, I wasn't ugly in any way, but Brother Myers, I was like, you have the best story. Like, you have an incredible story. You've been kept from all kinds of scars, all kinds of tragedy in your life. But how many know this is true? Even though you're raised in this church, you got, you got a story. You get, there are no more, you know, leave it to beaver families, and even that one was messed up. There, there's... Come on, there's issues. We've all got issues. Anybody that thinks you don't have issues, you've got issues by thinking you don't have issues. Okay? So here's what I, I want to work on. And I'm going to give you a pointer, but today is crowd interaction, okay? Everyone should have said, okay. That was a test. Today's crowd interaction, okay? Okay, very good. Welcome. Wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm like one whiteboard away from really drawing this out, Brother Wachus. Um if I'm starting my story, if I'm trying to, to find my story, so we've just, we've just found common ground. I just, I just met Kevin, and I'm like, man, I love those sunglasses. I lost my, got eaten by a dog last week. You know, whatever. I tell, whatever I found in common ground principle, I like them, we're talking. Or, for instance, the woodwork. Or, for instance, I went to the caulking story with the woodwork. Or, for instance, that shirt matches one that I got in my closet. Or, for instance... I, any of the ones that I'm reaching for, and I found common ground with Kevin. I've disarmed him just a little bit, and we begin to talk. It typically leads to a question that we ask that no one ever really cares about the answer. How, how are you? Is everything all right? No, and I've mentioned this up here. I'll mention it more. Typically, we ask questions we don't even care about because our American culture is to do so. How are you? We don't want to hear anything but good or fine. Even great weirds us out a little bit. I told a guy, one time, one time a guy asked me, he said, he said how, how are you doing? And I said, man, I'm doing fantastic. And I really felt like I was. I said, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? And he said, I'm better than that. <laughs> that was his response. I thought, I thought, no matter how good I'm doing, like this is the best day of my life. You just know that you're better than me. You know. Like, arrogant. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going into the conversation. This is what we're typically doing. We're asking, we're asking, hey, man, how are you? So we'll play through this really, really quick. Man, those are cool shoes. I just met you. So we just started talking. I engaged. I'd probably very quickly, I'd get into a conversation. 
I walked up, I saw that he had a wedding band on, I knew immediately that he was married. It's an easy question for me to ask how long he's been married. Probably within three lines, we're talking about the fact that we both have kids. Probably, that's pretty, pretty standard. Okay, so we're having a conversation because I saw the wedding band he has on the cool shoes. You usually don't have shoes that cool unless you have young kids, probably has a son. It's just, you do this very much, you'll find out it's fairly true. So we're having a conversation. He either has a wife that doesn't want him to look old yet. or <laughs> Did she pick those out or did you? She hates these shoes. Okay, okay. So then he's got a son. Okay. Uh, but we get into this conversation. Now here's the deal. We might not ever even have this conversation and still have a North American greeting. North American greetings are, sup? <laughs> yeah? It's, what is up? Or that's like, uh, that's actually a slang way of saying, how are you? Or we'll say something like this, hey, how's it going, man? How many have ever heard this? Hey, how's it going, man? It's like there's not even any. It's like monotone. How's it going, man? How's it going, man? And I'm not trying to speak Spanish because you can't speak it. Right? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. And so answer and response matters. And it totally depends on your demographic. Now, I will tell you this. Don't try to be somebody you're not with another culture. They hate that. Okay, whether you're dealing, if I'm dealing, if I'm dealing with, if I was downtown, if I was dealing with somebody that's a little tougher, again, I spent a lot of time in, in Akron, we reached for totally demographic, I went through this period of time where I felt like, man, when the different crowd shows up, I gotta act, I gotta act a little more slang with this crowd, I, I gotta act a little more polished with this crowd, just be yourself, yeah. just be comfortable in your own skin, you'll find then you don't have to sweat every time you're talking, and, uh, unless you're like me and you just sweat because that's a problem, um, but just be yourself, have a conversation. But either way, typically, it doesn't take long. Either it's off the bat or it happens very quick where you're asked, how are you? Top responses. Top responses are fine. What's another one? Good. Okay. Anybody think there's any other top responses or does that pretty much cover it? I'm making it. Okay. Let me, let me show you, this is what I will call a, and this is so simple, but this is what I have found. I always know if someone is a person of faith, if they say, I'm blessed. Or, what did she just say? Say it real loud. God's good. All of a sudden, with one word or a couple words, you've begun what I call the story launch. Most of the time, people do not even care about the response. I'm sorry, this is true. How's it going? Uh, doing fine. Awesome, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> Most of the time. And except for, we all laugh about this, but it is true, there are those couple of people you cannot ask. Come on, you know it. How are you? Oh, I would, sorry. You want to be, don't you want to be like, I'm sorry, I got caught up asking people how they were doing. I didn't even recognize it was you. <laughs> if I can retract that. Because those are the people you walk up and say, praying for you. <laughs> and you just move on. But, so Brother Sleva, I'm blessed. 
That's where I start. I'm blessed. And here's why I'm blessed. I'm blessed why? God's good. You're hoping that you can hold the attention of this other individual for more than a fraction of a second. Because what you're trying to do, listen, I don't want to, three people today I had great, great interaction with, Rusty, Brian, and Miriam. Okay? Um, truth is, Rusty's just a homeless guy that I bought coffee this morning, but me buying coffee for him, not even knowing anybody's inside watching or recognizing, I'm just having a conversation with Rusty. Because I had a conversation with Rusty, Miriam, as soon as I walked away, I got inside, she's like, I sat here and argued with myself, why didn't I do that? Okay? Miriam said, that, that moved me, watching that. I said, I said, you know what's so cool right now? I said, we have people... Uh, that are from our church, they're praying all over these neighborhoods right now. We just really want to be a blessing to this community. And she said, what church? Where at? I said, I pastor Calvary Tabernacle. She's like, I drive past there all the time. She said, I want to come see you. I want to come in there. This is a great lady. I, I didn't invite her. She invited herself. She invited herself to church. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, you know. And, and so I'm trying to leave. Then I'm trying to leave Bovacanti. And those of you that come on Saturdays know it doesn't matter where all we're walking. I'm going to walk through some neighborhoods, but I'm going to Bovacanti because that's where I'm going. That's my, you know, I like to go to the watering hole. That's where I meet the most people. So um, anyway, it's a whole long story, but it's how I'm building relational value. So can I pause and just tell you something? There is this little part of me that I fight when I show up here that you're going to look like you're doing your own thing, like you're not a part of the group, like um, that you won't go. But I, but I know that this is not just a Saturday thing for me. Okay? And I know that everyone picks up on that. So sometimes you have to wrestle through that with yourself to be like you know you're being intentional. And so I go there. While I'm walking out, Brian walks up to me, who I had not met yet. Brian walks up to me with a thing of oatmeal. Brian gives me this oatmeal. He says, you're the pastor, aren't you? It's like, yeah. I have no idea. Where's he eavesdropping from? Where'd this guy come from? <laughs> Brian walks up to me. He says, he says you're, you're taking that coffee. Will you take this oatmeal and give it to him from me? And I, I said, absolutely. He said, we, we got to be the hands and feet, don't we? This is, what was I doing? I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't going for... I went there intentionally because, like, this is the spot. I'm going to meet. I'm just going to be me. It's amazing if you will be your story in public. I was not getting rusty coffee so that I could meet Marion or Brian. I was just getting rusty coffee because he's sitting there and he looked kind of pitiful. Looked like he could use a good cup of coffee. And I try to always, let me give you a, a basic little tip, okay? If you are blessed, I always carry, I try to, if I'm going to the coffee shop, I try to always carry enough coffee to buy a cup for somebody else. It's amazing in this world right now what that does, okay? Just a little generosity. And, and listen, you are blessed enough. I don't care how poor you are. You're blessed enough to spend two fifty dollars on a cup of coffee for somebody, okay? And I promise you this, in the economy of God, he'll give it back to you, all right? So Brian comes up to me, gives it. I go out. I did not do this to Rusty. Here, man. Here's how I approached Rusty. I went up. I got down like this, I started talking to him. You know why I know his name's Rusty? Because I spent a little time with him. Got to know his name. Talked to him about his needs. 
I did not say, hey, Rusty, I'm the pastor of Calvary Tabernacle. I really want you to come so that next week we won't have 832. We'll have 833. It was not about that. You know what Rusty needed? Rusty needed a little something to eat. Rusty needed something warm to drink. And Rusty needed somebody to look him in the eyes like he's still a man. Okay? And so a part of my story was to show that I'm blessed enough to bless someone else. I feel like I'm going too long. I'm sorry if I am. But it's, I'm, I'm trying to help you with this language. So the blessed language that God is good. So we started last week with the common ground. Now I'm gonna, I want you to have a homework assignment for this week to find out what your story is. Okay? And when I say story, I'm saying your testimony. But listen, folks, especially you Gabby folks, okay? For the average conversation, your story or your testimony can't be like 10 minutes long. They don't have time, okay? They don't, not everyone was in agreement with that. <laughs> I'm sharing my story. Like, tell them your whole story next time, okay? You just bought them coffee this time. They don't have time for, you buy them a filet, they'll listen. The whole thing. You tell them the whole thing. Oh, I'm wonderful. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay? You take them to get some shrimp cocktail at Elmo's, they'll listen to your story. But what is your story? And here's what I want to tell you. And this is going to be a challenge for some of you. I want you to work, and I hope, let's try to get volunteers. This would be fun for next Saturday. I'd love to get three people that would volunteer. you got to reduce your story into a 60 to 90 second story. Your whole life in 60 to 90 seconds. Who think you could do that? Who would be up for that challenge? Okay, one, Logan, two, three. We got it. You know all about editing, don't you? I sent him a column. He needed it that day. I, sent him, I was on central time, so I think I got it in in time. <laughs> and I know I, I sent it to him late that night. I was like, this may need some work. <laughs> so... I did at least run it through Grammarly before I sent it, I think. But, all right. Any questions based on this? Does this make sense? Does this help you? So, not good, not great, not fine. No one uses that terminology all week long. We use blessed or I'm walking in favor. I said it at, I, said it at, I almost said a coffee shop. I said it at Bovacanti yesterday morning with a prodigal weeping in the patio. Okay? While I sat there, a prodigal set and cry and said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get, and I'm thinking, oh no, you let them flow. You just open up and talk. But I sat there with them and they said, they used this line, favor isn't fair. They are miserable with their life. They are distraught. They are not, folks, they are not happy. That's why they met with me. They don't even come to church anymore. But they set up a meeting with me. So I've never sat down with pastor before. But I am so unhappy. And yet somehow in that line, they still used favor isn't fair. Said in spite of it all, God's been good to me. They're bringing this up. They're bringing this testimony. So that's your, that's your assignment for this week. Those two things, to find God language to replace North American English. Basic, like, you're not like everybody else. You don't have to use the same language. Okay? When your kids call you on the phone, how are you? I'm blessed. You might have just stubbed your toe and found out that you got a bill that's due and, and you... You know, but you are, you're blessed. You got a place to live. Let me tell you right now, compared to Rusty, you're blessed. Sitting down on the corner with his back up against. We're blessed. We're really blessed. Okay? 
and then we're going to come back in. Now, just because you're not one of the three doesn't mean you're out of the homework, <laughs> okay? I'm asking you strategically, do your writing, try to widow, winnow, 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 whittle, <laughs> cut it down, whittle it down, okay? Bring it down. How many of you know that's a challenge for you? I can see some people in here. I think I could call out some people in here. I've had enough conversations. Some of you are like, this is not possible. Cut it down to about 60 seconds. So we're going from last week, common ground. Now we're getting into, I hate to call it this, but it's really hook language. It's hook language that's leading into your story. If you're blessed, they want to know why. Not everyone will, and we're going to have to be okay with that. Some people don't care. They just don't. But for the people they do, they want to know why you're blessed, how you're blessed. You need to be able to show a snapshot or a bite-sized morsel of what your story is. Okay? And I have found this, and I try to teach singers this. Leave them wanting more. You'd rather leave them wanting more than, than wishing they could get away. I always teach this to young groups. They'll be doing music, and, and it's going good, and you can tell the crowd's really into it, and so that sweet little person is like, let's do the bridge one more time, or verse two, and they'll sing it, and all of a sudden this powerful thing now very quickly can turn into an endurance. And it was so powerful where if they would have ended it there, the whole crowd would have wanted more. They would have been like, man, I can't wait till they sing again. But they had to do the bridge two or three more times, and they had to sing that second verse again. And before long, they have sang right through the power. Okay? Bite-sized morsels. Any questions? Is this helpful at all? Uh, uh, so, okay, good. Any questions? Brother Lopez, does this make sense? Anything I need to add to this? Okay. So common ground, then we're into hook language and reduced. It's, I'm really talking about your testimony, 60 to 90 seconds on your testimony, but we're calling it your story, okay? This every Saturday. No, I mean like oh. story. Like pick out people every Saturday. Oh, yeah, I might. I might, yeah. <coughs> yep. It matters, doesn't it? Yep. Awesome. Let me pray with you, okay? Can we do that? Let's uh, book, book into this with prayer, and I'll turn it back over. God... You're so good to us. I love these people more than I could really articulate. I pray that you would help us. We're trying to do our best, and a lot of us, we are so immersed in our culture. We're so given to who we are and what we are that sometimes it's tough to just openly live the blessing and the grace and the favor of God. But I pray that you'd help us to live blessed and talk blessed, that you would help us to interact with people without embarrassment, that we would really have our eyes open and bright, our shoulders squared to the reality that we are products of your mercy. Uh, help us not to become so Pentecostalized or so seasoned that, that we lose what it means to just feel the flair and the excitement of being new in our faith with you. I think we, can, we could keep this fresh, God, through prayer. We could keep this fresh through fasting and honoring you. I pray your blessing upon every person that's here in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for your time. Brother Lopez. Or when, when someone visits Calvary, we get their information if someone makes it like to the welcome table or, or someone else takes their information. And, and they get a card in the mail within a few days. It's a very nice card. It's handwritten from somebody that actually spoke to them, not just myself or my wife. It could be someone totally different if they engaged them and had a conversation with them. And it thanks them for being here and tells them that we're looking forward to seeing them again. 
And if they check, I want a Bible study or I'm interested in learning more on their form, <clears throat> within that week, someone has made contact with them and has verified they are interested in and they didn't just get strong-armed in the heat of the moment. And then we schedule a Bible study with them. And there are a lot of Bible studies going on each and every week. There's a Bible study that will be going on in 16 minutes with Sister Collins here and a family that's been going on for weeks. A beautiful family. And so just know that there are things going on and we're going to do a better job of letting everyone know what's going on and how it's working so that we can all work together for that common goal of just reaching people and letting them know how much we love them. But I just wanted to encourage because I realize that maybe not everyone knows what's going on behind the scenes when people are visiting. But God is doing a lot of great things and everyone in here is playing a big part in that. So thank you.